Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to this week's solo episode, and I'm going to cover Budapest and Vienna this week. And we arrived in Budapest quite late, about 10, 30, 11 p.m., quickly got out of the train station, straight into a taxi, and straight to a hostel, which is called Lavender Circus Hostel, which instantly had good vibes because of the location, but also the interior. Checked in, got to bed ASAP. Long day travel that, because it's about five to six hours on the train from Zagreb. After persistent toothache, next morning I knew, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go to a dentist. So we researched one and found one called Haif Dentist and walked there about 10 minutes, 15 minutes on the hostel, had an x-ray and the guy decided that I needed to have my tooth taken out, which was the wisdom tooth. Unfortunately, had to agree to that. I hate dentists. One of my worst things that I probably fear the most. But $100 later, that's US dollars, x-ray, tooth extraction and some antibiotics are all sorted out. And it's a bit of a relief to me, to be honest, because I couldn't really eat on that side and the guy was very honest and very quick about what it was and he was definitely right the last bit hurt because he gave me some stuff to another pain but that last bit when he pulls the tooth out cool bit of shooting pain there but he told me to bear with it and i did and he got it out therefore after that i sort of couldn't really drink any hot food or eat any hot food spicy food or even any dairy and i shouldn't do any exercise so i kind of just walked back to the hostel just to chill out and recover really and let the numbness die down despite not being 100 percent, we actually went to a place called the pantry which served pretty much an english breakfast so feeling sorry for myself i got one for fairly western price of probably around 12 to 13 euros and it had sausages beans eggs mushrooms all that and a coffee which i let cool right down so i can have it and that fueled me and us to go to the Danube River to walk along and just kind of see the sights really. Went to the Parliament Building, which is huge, one of the biggest in Europe. And also on the Danube River, they have little pairs of shoes, which is to commemorate the Jews from the Second World War who were shot and obviously fell into the water or the river and flowed away. Pretty grim. Saw that too. And again, not 100% here. Never stopped that for a trendy coffee. So we went to a place called Cause, C-A-U-S-E, for a nice trendy little coffee next to a basilica. Decent price, two euros, two euros fifty for a coffee. Much needed. And it was nice to walk around Budapest, this big 
grand buildings, one after the other in terms of a block. Pretty cool to walk around. And it's great to be there, actually. I had a good feel about it. In the evening, we had a super dinner at Vega City, which is a great recommendation if you are vegan, and it's super cheap. We got three dishes and a side after 6pm, because they close at 7 There's a deal for not even €10. Euros. So definitely get down there. Basically, what they do is they have loads of dishes throughout the day, which is kind of reasonably priced. And then 6 or 7, they obviously want to get rid of the food, and they reduce the price. So that, my top tip is to go there at 6pm. After 6pm, get a deal get some dishes and I think we had I had a curry we got a pasta and I think there's a soup in there as well and stuff like that and the hostel we're staying in Lavender Circus was very Indian like in terms of the decoration and the art inside if you go to India and stay in a hostel it's very colourful got cushions everywhere and it just felt like that all around the hostel loved it great vibe and not too busy by the looks of it and it was located right next to the National Museum opposite in fact and not bad, because that's a great location to be. It's right next to Astoria, which is the tube metro station. And it's around €28 Euros a night for a room with a double bed. So €14 Euros each for centre of Budapest. Not bad at all. The next morning was the first morning I felt slightly normal in terms of my tooth for a long while. And I got 10 hours sleep. Dece. I was ready to explore more Budapest. What we didn't realise that is that this day was a national holiday for a revolution in the 1800s in Hungary and Budapest. And because we're right next to the museum, early doors, there was like a big brass band playing or something. So that definitely did get me up earlier. And we weren't sure if anything was going to be open. But we managed to get to a trendy brunch place called Double Shot. Great coffee, great brunch. The mushrooms there are absolutely sensational. But it is going to cost you around €10. Euros. But fueled up on scrambled egg, toast, mushrooms, etc. and a coffee, we got over the water and walked towards the castle to get the funicular up which, again, is a classic thing to do in Europe. Of course, with this day off for pretty much everyone, it's very busy up there with kids, families. And we got to the top, walked around the castle, uh, went to a great lookout point at Fisherman's Bastion, which is right next to a church called Matthias Church. And they are costing to go into the church, but you can actually go up to the Bastion and have a look over the town and the city for free. But again, very busy. Got some photos walked around the area and got back down from the funicular into central Budapest, back over the water into town for another coffee. And what I was finding is Budapest is filled with super trendy cafes, baristas, everything from brunch just to the afternoon coffee for cakes. And this time I went to a place called Medal. I had an absolutely brilliant brownie there and a coffee for about six, seven euros. After a short, brief rest period, we headed out to one of the places to go to in Budapest if you want some drinks, called Simpler Kurt, which is like a huge warehouse with lots of different bars inside. It goes up and down, all these different stairs, different types of bars, different drinks. And we went quite early evening, so it wasn't too busy. But I imagine on a weekend or late at night, that's a pretty heathen place. Obviously, I couldn't drink because of my antibiotics, so I had a great glass bottled Pepsi, living the dream. Emma had a beer and it's just a bit of a shame I couldn't really drink much in there because I think on a normal day and a normal evening, that'd be pretty cool to go to each different bar, sit there and have a drink. Put a great with friends as well. It's probably popular with the kind of the stag do mentality of Brits that go to Budapest. And across the road, we had another vegan meal called Las Vegans, a huge vegan sort of platter with patty, like a burger, chips and salad and stuff 
and for a very reasonable price of eight euros each. Before checking out, we decided to head to another local cafe called Budapest Baristas. And this was one of the best breakfasts yet. Had an ex-Benedict. If you go in and it's quite busy downstairs, you can go up the stairs to upstairs. They've got some seats. But if you're very tall, you have to bend down and not hit your head on the ceiling. Again, ex-Benedict, coffee, all in all, for two people, nearly €25. But I think that's pretty standard for all these trendy cafes in the centre of Budapest. If you're in the suburbs, obviously it's got to be cheaper than that. But they really do cater to the tourists there because we saw a lot of British-inspired pubs and cafes, which is cool. But obviously it's a bit of a shame too. We checked out of Lavender Hostel and got our train to Vienna, which wasn't that very long at all, probably about a couple of hours. And our taxi driver picked us up another 10 minutes to the station and he was very interested in our travels and kept asking us questions, where we're going, where we've been. Hopefully we inspired him to maybe think about more travels. He's travelled a bit in Europe, so that's good to hear. Exchanging stories, that's pretty cool. And after that, we got to the train station and sat in the carriage for families, which I don't know if we're supposed to sit there, but we did. And obviously it's filled with babies and toddlers, so if you need peace and quiet, that's not the place to go. But that's fine for us. And I was super excited to get to Vienna. That was one of my main things in this interrail trip to go and see. So we arrived into the middle of Vienna and had to get a tram or a couple of trams to our hotel, which is called Apartment Hotel Trieste. And it's going to be 25 minutes on the trams. So it wasn't right bang central. And as we got on the tram, we kind of felt like we we're in the suburbs a little bit. And it was like an apartment hotel. So when we got in, checked in, it was like a mini kitchen. Obviously, the bed was there and the bathroom and the potential to cook if you want to cook your own dinner or breakfast. After checking in, we decided to buy ourselves a transport pass for 72 hours. It costs €17 each and it covers all trains and trams in central Vienna. It would cover eventually our transport to the airport later on. And for 72 hours, not too bad per day. I think it's worth doing because Vienna is quite big and you might have to get some trains or trams about the centre. Before the day ended, we sort of walked around the Hofburg area, which is in the central Vienna Grand white buildings, fantastic to walk around. Great day it was because it's clear, a bit nippy, but the sun was out. And we just loved walking around. It just felt so big. And it's probably exactly what I thought Vienna would be, big buildings. And we decided to go and check out a local brewing company called 1516 Brewing Company. have a local beer. I couldn't drink, of course. But I did have a nice big German sausage and mashed potato with gravy. Could have been a little more gravy, but it's great to get back on the gravy train. And again, this costs about 11 to 12 euros for the meal. Definitely worth checking out that place. It's got a heap of options, a plethora of dishes to choose from. Definitely worth going to. And it's in central Vienna. Next morning, we had a bit of admin to do. So we got some washing done at the hotel. I think it costs around six to eight euros, something like that. Utilising our travel pass, we got on the tram into the centre. Our first stop was a trendy coffee recording at Café Couture, which is like a French-based café. And we went in there for a coffee, of course, and I recorded an episode for that, which will come out in a few months' time on the other podcast. Brilliant calf, brilliant taste in coffee, and a nice trendy little place it was in as well. Our first museum of Vienna was Time Travel. We booked that online for about an hour and a half after the coffee. So in between, we walked along the river in Vienna. Not quite idyllic, lots of graffiti about, but lots of bars on the banks of the river and lots of locals sitting there in the sun with a drink. So pretty busy. And on a super hot day, definitely worth going down there to grab a beer or a Coke and sit along the river. Um, not the most amazing views, but very nice to go and do. And after that, we walked 
back into town to time travel. And the ticket was 17 euros each. And it was this interactive history of Vienna. And I actually quite liked it. Slightly based for kids, but adults were there too, just on their own, a few kids about. But you really get to know, starting to finish to modern day, of kind of Austria and Vienna's history. Very worth doing if you don't know much about the place or the country. Because Austria and Vienna was slightly on the expensive side. I mean, coffees are costing around three, four euros. So not quite Switzerland, but not quite Italy. We actually went to a local supermarket. These are dotted all around town. They're called Billa. And of course, we got ourselves a pasta sauce, pasta and some veg. And cooked it ourselves in our nice little suite. Saved a bit of money and also got some broccoli in, which was much needed. Europe for us was starting to become a daily struggle for walking because we would smash in 10, 12, 15,000 steps regularly every day. And I think accumulatively we'd not had a break and it's starting to just kind of come up to a point in Vienna where it's just nice to chill out for a bit, then go out and not get out early doors. Uh, I remember that night, super tanked in terms of just tiredness. Next morning, as usual, we fancy some breakfast. So we got out for a trendy brunch and we went to buy a tram into a different part of town. Now, if you want a super trendy area, not in central Vienna, just outside, you've got to head to the 7th District. Very trendy area for cafes, coffees, and nice to walk around to. Not too much of the crowds. You need to go and check that out. And I researched a cafe called Lieblings, which means favourite, I think, in German. And it's quite hard to find because we had obviously had a Google Maps and that was fine from that point of view. But when you get there, there's no sign. And we thought we were in the right place, walked in walked to the back and it was definitely the right place by the menu because we saw that on Google Maps. And this place had the smallest kitchen ever, like two hobs, an extra two like grills and a microwave. And this cafe was quite big and it was heaving. And the service was quite long. They did get to you. We did get coffee and a brunch. After a while, the coffee obviously was finished. Then the brunch came. That's not a problem. Brunch was sensational. Again, eggs been for me. The coffee was great. Around 11 euros, that is what you get there. But just don't be put off by no sign. It, I think it says bar and you literally walk in and you can sit outside in the sun too. Some people were not getting served that quick. So they actually left or were kind of looking around waiting for a server to come serve them. So do bear that in mind. Maybe get there early before people get there for brunch time. But would highly recommend it. Then after that, we walked to another cafe in the area called Cafe Comet, which was recorded for the Trendy Coffee podcast. And that's a roastery down the road, about a 10 minute walk from there. Again, a brilliant cafe for a coffee. And I got some snacks in there too. We walked from there into the museum quarter, which is obviously for the museums in Vienna. And we chose one, the history of our order. Kunsthistorisches Museum Vienna. My German's not that great. A ticket there costs around 17 euros each. And this palace, it felt like, was amazing in terms of how it looked, the history of it. And it's full of lots of different types of art and coins and stuff like that. You can spend all day in there if you're into that sort of stuff. We spent about three hours in there. And we also checked out their own cafe, which served traditional Austrian cakes and food and coffee as well. And it was not the cheapest you're going to find in there. But I did have a cheeky chocolate truffle cake, which is sensational. Emma had an apple strudel, classic. Not that cheap, quite pricey. Another bumper day for walking, so tiredness took over again, it kept building up, and we finished off our own pasta and sauce in the evening, glamorous as that is. I must say, one of the contributing factors to us walking around all the time is the weather. I don't think we've even had a day of rain yet. It's been cold, 
slightly snowing at some point, but I just don't think the weather's played a part, which is very lucky. But it's also meant we've been out every day, all day, every day. So it is catching up a little bit. And the next day was kind of almost a full day in Vienna, but we're flying to Ankara in Turkey because we didn't get to Bulgaria or Istanbul by train for various reasons. So we finished off our own food in the hotel room for breakfast. We got to the central train station to utilise the locker system there to put our bags in there, the big bags, and so we can go out for the day and come back and get the train to the airport. This locker system is a bit weird. They have small, medium, large, maybe extra large lockers, and we only had enough change for medium. And what happens is you go to a locker that's free and there's barely any that are free. You open it, you chuck your bag in, and you close it, and you have to quickly go to the middle computer bit, which is like only one of maybe 100 lockers, put your money in, put your coins in and they print a ticket and you keep that ticket and you come back and you scan the ticket and it opens the locker. The problem with the system is if there's like 10 people getting to lock at the same time, I don't know how it decides which one's first. I think we saw that when we first went in with a group of people hanging around the middle bit, a weird system, but we went out, got lucky because someone was then picking their bags up and we took their locker and instantly got a move on with it. So just bear in mind, it could be a bit of a queue to find a locker and actually get the ticket and pay for it. Got lucky, medium just about fit our two big bags, just about. And then we got off to a cafe called Coffee Junkies. This was in the 7th district that we were in the day before. And we kind of hung around there a bit long, maybe an hour, hour and a half. And I think we were pretty much done with Vienna and Europe at this point as well, actually. Walked around a little bit in the sun, got back to the train station to catch our train to the airport, which was included in the travel pass. And that train to the airport was our last train journey of our Israel month in Europe. And I'll round up all the facts and figures in my roundup podcast episode. And I'm going to go real deep dive into some cool stats. A general feeling overall, great to see lots of different cities. There's ups and downs in terms of some cities are great, some cities are okay. And some absolute highlights in terms of activities. I'll round it all up in another episode. But Vienna was brilliant too what a city to walk around if you want big buildings lots of things to see lots of things to do and great coffee and a cafe culture and easy to get around one of the perfect places in europe for sure and not too badly priced i don't think either so that wraps up this week's episode i hope there's some detail in there that will get you going the next episode will be a wrap-up of europe i think 28 days with in total facts and figures in that and then going on forward will be turkey next so hopefully you'll catch me then see you next time Thanks for tuning in. Ciao.